That is Taylor Dane. That is a throwback to our glory days, right? With every beat <laughs> of my heart. And how appropriate is that? Because today, February 1st, is the beginning of American Heart Month. That's right. And we all have one and we all need to take care of we it. We need to keep that thing ticking. <laughs> so here on Bringing It Home with Sarah and Tanil, we're going to focus on five heart healthy habits today. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you know I love my statistics. Yes. Um, you know, heart disease is the leading cause of death in so many groups. I mean, among everybody, white men, people of color, Everybody right. needs to be concerned with heart health. It's not discriminatory. It's not discriminatory yes. at all. One person dies every 36 seconds from heart disease. So just the time it takes us to do this podcast, we're going to lose people. That's a really hard one to hear. That is. It, it's hard to digest those kinds of numbers. Mm -hmm. And here's another one that's hard to digest. Somebody has a heart attack every 40 seconds. And one out of five of those heart attacks is a silent one. Meaning that there are no symptoms. And you often don't know you had it until it's too late. That's so scary. That's from the CDC. Wow. So it's important that we start some of these heart healthy habits. And what better month to do it than this one? That's right. And today is day one of February. So let's start today by number one, improving our diets. Eating is directly tied yes. to heart health. I mean, research after research yes. has shown this. And there's... A handful of things that you can do today okay. to get you started on this road. Um, number one is cutting out so much processed food and eat less salt. And you know, many people don't understand the connection between salt and your heart. Right. But, you know, salt raises our blood pressure uh -huh. and high blood pressure damages our heart over time. Right. So that's kind of the connection there. And a lot of salt is found in highly processed foods. Well, yeah, because so. salt's a preservative. So right. you have to use salt in order to keep things from going bad. Right. So it's better to eat fresh and to lay off that salt. Eat fresh. Mm -hmm. um, so that would lead to more plant-based foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains. You're going to find less salt there and you're going to find your healthy vitamins and minerals and things that your body needs that your heart needs to pump, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah. So less meat, right? Less because, meat. you know, meat is directly tied to it with cholesterol and not just right. meat, all the foods that have cholesterol in them. Uh, if we eat too much of them right. can damage our hearts over time. Right. And a big thing we can all do is to practice portion control. You know, that helps stem overeating, mm -hmm. eating the right amounts of food. And you've really got to educate yourself on that because if you go to a restaurant or even fix your own plate at home, yeah. more times than not, we're getting too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love those graphics that show us what a plate looked like back in 1940 or something right. versus what our plates look like today. Right. So it's if they different. served us the 1940s version, we would feel like we were getting robbed. Right, yes. right. So we've kind of got to retrain ourselves. Right. So our diet's the first place. Yes. Another place we need to go is... <laughs> somewhere where there's movement. <laughs> uh, we need to move right. more because, oh, yeah. you know, exercise is directly linked to heart health. When we don't move, our cholesterol is higher, our blood pressure is higher, and all of those things contribute right. to heart disease. Another thing is that 
um, we gain weight a lot more easily when we don't move. You know, a sedentary lifestyle leads to weight gain. It, the calories just get stored. Right, you're not using them up. And when we are heavier than we should be, that's pressure on our hearts. Right, so we, yes. we need to pay attention to that. And along with moving more, the American Heart Association recommends at least 150 minutes a week of moderate activity. Now, 150 minutes a week, let's break that down. Right, because that can sound like a lot. <laughs> it does sound like quite a bit if you're not doing anything. Right. So 150 minutes. What are we talking? Per week. If you look, let's just take that and divide it by five days. That's only 30 minutes, five days a week. Okay. Five days a week at 30 minutes a right. day equals 150. 150. And, and so we've reached our goal. Break that down into smaller segments, you know, 10 minutes in the morning, a 10 minute stroll at lunch and 10 minutes in the afternoon, you know, you can make it look like you want it to. So that's the good news for people that are new to physical activity. If you can't do 30 minutes all at the same time, like Sarah just said, break it down, mm -hmm. do 10 minutes here, do 10 minutes here, do 10 minutes here, and then I've got it taken that's care right. of. Okay. What else can we do? You... If you are a smoker, the number three thing to do is to put those cigarettes down. Yeah, that's going to uh, reduce the risk for a lot of stuff. But mm -hmm. we're focusing on heart health here today. And one of the reasons why we need to get rid of the cigarettes is because the job of our heart is to pump blood through our body. And that right. blood carries the oxygen to right. where it needs to go. So when we smoke, the blood gets contaminated with chemicals from the cigarettes and those can lead to heart damage. Right. Yeah. It directly is tied to that. Yeah. In fact, a quarter or a fourth of cardiovascular deaths are linked directly to smoking. That's scary. It is. And and it doesn't even have to be you that smoke. It could be secondhand and now they're even talking about third hand smoke. Yeah. So it's definitely something that you need to pay attention to. That's it a is. lot. That's a big number. That is a big number. You know, and this is a is this is a good statistic. If you can go five plus years quitting smoking, um, it puts your risk level back down to a non-smoker. Just five years. So you can almost like reverse it, like it almost never happened when it comes yes. to heart health. You can stop smoking, what'd you say, five years? Five years. And your risk would be equal to someone who does not smoke. Right. Wow. So, but start today. Don't say, well, in five years, I'm going to. No, no, no. It. Start today. Yes. But it's good to hear that you can reverse some of the effects. Now, this is what I found hilarious because I honestly can say I've never heard this. And okay. we've been teaching health a lot of years. The CDC says that milk, milk, like dairy, where milk. You, where are you going with this? I know. <laughs> milk makes cigarettes taste bad. Okay. Apparently, the CDC is recommending that people who want to quit smoking drink more milk because the milk makes cigarettes taste horrible. I've never heard that before. This is the first year, 2021, that I have ever seen this recommendation from the CDC. But it's there, people. Do your research if you don't <laughs> believe what I'm saying. So one thing you might want to do is swap your beverage. <laughs> Drink a little more milk if you want to stop smoking. Um, but in addition to that, seek out resources. Your local health department um, oh, yeah. can give you resources uh, to help you stop smoking. That, that's a great point. So yes. The number three tip is to put down cigarettes if you're using them. All right, so we're eating better, uh -huh. we're moving more, and we're going to stop smoking. Right. What else? The next one is, I, I like this one, get some sleep. 
Oh, that's the easy one. I can do this one. Go to sleep. Yes, and this is really important, and a lot of people may not think about this, mm -hmm. but if you don't have a lot of, you know, periods of deep sleep, not a snoot, you know, like a, just an afternoon, 10-minute, 15-minute nap, your body needs deep sleep. Okay. If you're not getting that, it's hard for your blood pressure and your heart rate to actually regulate, and that can lead to heart disease in the long run. Mm. Your body needs to rest. We need rest. Yes. So I know most adults, we need somewhere seven to nine hours. You know, it varies a little bit, right. but we need to hit somewhere within that range. And one thing we also need to do is to go to sleep about the same time every night and get up about the same time every day. That includes weekends. Right. And that's when we really get off track. But it's important that our bodies get regulated that we do this. And we can actually lower our risk, right, for heart disease just by doing the sleep thing right. Which is pretty amazing. Actually up to 20%. I mean. Reduced I, risk. Just by getting in the bed yeah. and covering up my head and going to sleep. <laughs> And I know a lot of people struggle with sleep, but it's really, if you can't get that seven to nine hours, you just need to make sure you're getting some deep sleep periods in for sure. Yeah, yeah, so we need to do that. Rest. We need to do that. So go get you some rest, guys. Yes, get some <laughs> sleep. But one more thing we need to do before we go to sleep, we need to figure out a way to, number five, keep our stress in check. Yes. People really overlook the link between stress and heart health because what stress does it makes our heart beat faster. Mm -hmm. Think about when you're stressed or you're anxious. Heart is beating faster and your blood pressure rises. I mean, you can feel those two things You can happening. feel them happening. <laughs> yes. So if that's happening, if your blood pressure is, is rising, go back to what we talked about earlier about the salt in your diet. That was the same issue. Right. If you eat too much salt, your blood pressure increases. If you're too stressed out and your heart rate increases, your blood pressure increases. Uh -huh. So these things are related. That Very much so. And even just short bouts of high stress over time can damage your heart and your blood vessels. So, mm. you know, we want to try to relieve stress as often as we can. Well, let me throw one more statistic in here because, you know, I love these things. Um, one study showed that highly optimistic people now were 38% <laughs> less likely to die from heart disease. Well, that makes me feel really good. Highly. You, you got to be highly optimistic. I don't know what their basis was for determining who was optimistic and who was highly optimistic. But 38% reduction wow. in um, the probability that you'll die from heart disease. That's a big jump. So be optimistic. Thinking you get highly optimistic. Hey, I think I fall in that category if you know me. <laughs> what else can we do as well, far as the stress? you know, we can't avoid all situations that bring no. on stress, but do it when you can. You yeah. know, don't involve yourself in things that you you don't have to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, you know, things on social media, things yep. within away friends and family. Just yep. drama free. You Choose know? your battles That's wisely. Right. And then, I like this one, look for ways to de-stress. You know, it's good to laugh. It's, mm -hmm. it's good to enjoy each day. You know, look for the positive things and make it a point to enjoy them and seek out stuff that you enjoy doing. Yes. Because we want to keep the heart beating healthily. Right. <laughs> With every beat of our heart, as she said. And we want there to be a lot of beats. Exactly. So, so choose today. It's the first day of February, the first day of Heart Month. Pick one or more of these things to work on and improve your heart health.
I think that's a great idea. And thank you all for joining us for this episode. And in the words of Mr. Bob Marley, now looking at this list, I bet he knew how to keep his stress in check. Of course, he lived in a beautiful place. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he would want us to live the life you love. And love the life you live. Bye-bye.